Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Bread and Circuses podcast. I am, I am Crow. No, I'm not Crow. You're Crow. I'm I'm Rooster. You're Crow. I am outraged. Yeah. <laughs> I do a boomhauer, but I can't do it. <laughs> um, I uh, I wanted to say briefly, we had a episode we recorded last week that the sound was terrible on. So we'll post it at some point. But listen at your own peril. The background noise is kind of bad. Yeah, the, the Audacity program um, updated itself and somehow screwed up, like, changed settings so it was doing sound from both the uh, mixer we have and the computer. And the problem with having sound from the computer is that the fan is really loud. So there was a, just a really loud background noise that I couldn't get rid of. So we'll, we will post it as bonus. You can hear us talking, but it's it sounds very uh, amateur. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody appreciates your fan lecture. You could have just left it and it was loud. I just want them to know that I do all the work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you do all the lifting. So At least uh, post production work, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I'm I'm here for looks. That's why we're on a podcast well, and you can't see us. <laughs> you do most of the talking, so that's that's good for me. And uh, when has that ever been different? Um so I want to talk briefly about uh Kavanaugh, the justice they are uh, they've appointed for uh Yeah, Trump's pick. Yeah, from Brett Kavanaugh. And uh, just the outrage from the left over the guy. Um, but where I wanted the, to... The predetermined, pre-planned outrage. Yeah. That regardless of who he chose, would we have been the same. We are opposed to XX as the justice. <laughs> Was the Women's March who put that out? I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. some organization put out a, a press release and they forgot to actually fill in the actual name of the justice. So... The, it was just pre-planned to say it said XX and whoever was putting it out there was supposed to put the name of the justice that he picked and it, and it would have been the same regardless of who he chose well I heard that they had signs made for all 25 people this, on the this list this is true I've seen pictures of it really yeah wow well I I don't trust oh his. no not all 25 the last four or whatever. yeah I don't I, I heard they were made out for the 25 and I'm like no. that's a lot of work yeah I think it's just the yeah who's the woman oh it's Comey Barrett I think it was Amy Comey Barrett? The, the, yeah, the female choice. Yeah, yeah. I think she's going to be the next one. They're going to put her up there when Ging- Ginsburg kicks it. So No, she'll she'll hang on through his presidency just out of spite. She's at 85. Yeah, but that spite that gives you life. <laughs> Is that why you're still here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not really about, for me, I didn't really want to talk about him. I want to talk about the state of affairs of the world, just especially... And I'm going to pick on the left because it's easier. Um, with all of this outrage that came out ahead of time. And it was sort of summed up for me in uh, Stephen Colbert's monologue the other night um, when he said, I just I have a hard time thinking that you're going to put a guy named Brett on the Supreme Court. He goes, he doesn't sound like a Supreme Court justice. He sounds like you're uh, your uh, waiter at Ruby Tuesdays. He's like, oh, I'm Brett. Uh, I'll be taking away all your, or he says, uh, I'll be uh, your Supreme Court justice tonight. But before that, let me clear away all these rights for you. And I. That's a joke, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's a joke there, right there. It's not a good one. 
So it's not even clever. I mean, well, I'm, sure, gonna... I'm sure they put the applause line on at the yeah, audience. Yeah, I'm sure so they the, did. Uh, audience with applause and laughter. And I'm sure they hooted and hollered because that's his audience. But, I mean, come on. The guy really is he's qualified, just like everybody who's on the court is qualified. I didn't like Keegan and Sotomayor, but they're qualified. You know, I know you'll disagree. No, they, they're qualified uh, technically, yeah. Um, I don't think ideologically they are, but whatever. Yeah, but... You know, elections have consequences. Yep, exactly. You win, you get to true. appoint people. This is true. Did you know Keegan hired um, Kavanaugh at Yale? I didn't. Or at Harvard, or is it Harvard or Yale? Yeah, he in his uh, speech when he accepted the nomination, he thanked her <laughs> as having hired <laughs> That's him. Funny. I just thought that was all ironical. Yeah. So yes, I'm aware that ironical is not a word, but people just being mad ahead of time that this is up. Oh, he's going to take away all of our abortion rights well, and everything. And that, that's what I don't get about it. I. If I was fully expecting uh, Hillary to win the election, uh, presidential election, and I was fully expecting that we would get a left-wing judge, and there's not Two a of them. damn thing I could do about it. I was resigned to it, and I was like, oh, here we go. I guess I better buy a bunch of guns before she gets elected, which I did. <laughs> um, but uh, I wasn't thinking, well... And then I'll you get- wonder why you're broke. We got to get out there. We got to we got to stop this from happening. That wasn't even something I considered. I, I thought, like you said, election of consequences. And if we didn't get enough people out to vote, this is the consequence. Look, admit it. If uh, if she had if she had lost or she had won, you were going to take all your guns you bought and uh, follow Trump's clarion call to run out there and start a civil war over uh, the fake election. No, but first, well, first I was going to go on a on a, a trip on a boat trip. And take my guns with me. And I probably, if it if it were choppy water, would have had an accident, and all my guns would have been at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to do that because yeah. if once the once they come knocking and tell me to turn my guns, I, I would I would not have had them anymore. Lost them in a boating accident. Right. Yeah. Well, I I think it's ridiculous that the liberals say Michael Moore was on Mars show the other day saying yeah. If uh, Hillary had won, all the gun owners would have gone crazy and there would have been no, shooting in the streets. <laughs> no. Yeah, until they would have done something about it, it would have been a great um, marketing tool for the gun manufacturers and gun shops. More guns would, just like under Obama, more guns would have been purchased until they went outright and did what they say they're going to do when they get power, which is do whatever they can to, to ban um, citizens. They, they want to turn us into London. Yeah. And then the next is the knives, the blunting of the knives. <laughs> That's right. They're confiscating knives. Yeah, the there, knife right? crime is so uh, rampant over there now. Acid attacks um, and knife crimes are so rampant over there that they're talking about uh, um, banning any knife that has a point on it. So, but you know, it happened if if they, which is possible that they that they would do that, and then it was get it would it would be people going out with like meat cleavers, and it would just be a fucking. Brutal, brutal butchery. <laughs> Instead of well, just puncture you, wounds, it would be these cleave attacks. As long as you can still have your uh, butter knife so you can butter your scone over there. Yeah. Uh, do you put butter on a scone? I don't know. I'm not a scone eater. I, I don't even, I'm not sure I even know what a I scone like, is. I like a good croissant. You yeah, freaking frog. A croissant. I hate that. Isn't it cool? It's croissant, damn it. <laughs> croissant. <A> croissant. <laughs> oh, I hate, I, I really hate the French language. <laughs> You ever heard that Steve Martin joke where he tries to speak French and he chokes? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. He's like, is he choking? No, he spoke French. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I just think it's funny that everybody's so fired up about it already. They had all of the they had Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, um, all of our uh, favorites. Yeah, uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, we'll fight this, and you can't. They can't stop it. It it's going to take at least they're, two they're, Republican senators they're gonna, to say. Yeah, they're attempting delay tactics. They're trying to figure out how to delay it, delay it, delay it, and you know, especially uh, they think after the uh, uh, the. But they, that's my phone. Sorry. Yeah, they think the midterms are going to go their way. They still they still have hopes of the blue wave, and they just want to delay it to the point where that midterm where they can actually make a difference. Yeah, they but they can't stop no. it. I mean, they can't do it. So, and it's because of, I heard this great thing about the nuclear option the other day. You know, Harry Reid put the nuclear option in. Um, what was it to get what passed? What did they? Yeah. What was the? Basically, you can't filibuster. Yeah. And so the thing I heard today was. Uh, or yesterday or whatever, that there was a commentator saying, see, you shouldn't have done that. And the Democratic commentator came back and said, well, it doesn't matter because the Republicans would have just done it anyway. They would have done the nuclear option. So I thought, all right, so that would be like saying you cheated on your spouse, you bastard, and you're going, yeah, but she was going to cheat on me. <laughs> so I just did it first. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just stupid. That's pathetic. So, but... Everybody's all fired up way ahead of time before the guys even had confirmation. Well, that's the state of affairs now. I mean, there's, there's, it's always, it's a perpetual outrage. There's no more, there, let's, let's stop with the, everybody wants to compromise and, and it, it's not going to happen anymore. We are, we are completely polarized at this point and rightly so because the left have fuck, has, has fucking made it this way. Do you, so I'm asking you, I know we're both biased, but let me ask you honestly, be as honest as you can. Do you think that really is the case on the right? I mean, certainly there are some people on the right who are outraged all the time. Um, if if it had been, uh, um, you know, the other way around, it was like, oh, they're going to take all your guns and everything, which I think they would have tried. I but think... I don't know to what level of success. But do you think the left is worse about the outrage? Because it feels to me like it's way worse on their side. On their side, it is. I think, but we're on the right. I think we're at the point where we're done with compromise, because to us, compromise has been we we give up stuff and they don't give up anything. Right. And that's that was their idea of compromise. And finally, we're realizing um, all of our elected leaders have been doing this to us as conservatives and Republicans, saying, you know, hey, we're going to be the bigger people here, and we're gonna we're gonna go with um with uh. Uh, good intentions and we're going to try to make this work and the left's going suckers every time and i'm done with it and a lot of people like me are like that they're like they're like we're not going to give a fucking inch on guns anymore you 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 bring up this bullshit every single time of uh oh what about the children yeah fuck you you're disingenuous you don't fucking care about the children i see your fucking game that's that's how I'm at at this point, and I'm not going to try to explain it anymore. I'm not going to try to go. Well, you know, here's the stats and this and that. It's all we're done with that, and we're just saying no. Fuck you. If you want to try to win, get get uh, get people to vote and get your side to win. But we're not we're not having it anymore. We're not compromising on that. I'm not going to compromise on guns. I'm not going to compromise on um, freedom of speech and, and liberty and and uh, all that kind of shit anymore. How do you think? Let's say Hillary had won. How do you think uh, gun confiscation, assuming it happened? Because I, I still don't think even if she won, it would have. It would have just gotten much more difficult. More places would become like Chicago or D.C. or New York. Yeah, you still what I would what I assume would have happened is you'd still be able to have 
a, a lot of weapons, um, but in cases where you'd have to use them or you'd want to use them, you would be uh, made examples of. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see a lot of states um, have to well that the government imposed more federal gun regulation, and a lot of states that lean right would have had to fight that more. Um, like California is doing fighting the right on conceal and carry, you know, that you don't really have a right to, to carry your gun with you out of your house. And, right. um, but uh, let's just say that in a dystopian society, they were going to come and take the guns. How do you see that happening? Uh, I, I see it slowly eroding away. Not like this, all of a sudden a law is passed and they go, guns are illegal. And then. We're going to send the military. It's not going to happen that way. It's going to be a, a slow erosion of rights, just like the what they're doing in Great Britain and and everywhere else. That or, or uh, Australia is a good example. Uh, Canada, but Australia did do a hey boom. You got to turn them. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's yeah. Um, they wouldn't do it here, um, but it would be a slow erosion where where they try to make it so that you don't notice how 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 difficult it is to to, to buy a gun. How expensive it is! Um, only the most the most connected or the richest people would be able to afford having protection, and people would not even recognize that that's happening until it was too late. See, I've heard, and this is just I have no idea. This is all hearsay and rumor that in Australia, yeah, people did turn in a lot of guns, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of guns that the government doesn't know about because they did the, you know, lost yeah. them in a boating accident right. kind of thing. Why? Well, I, I, I can't tell you if that's true or not, though. Yeah, I do but, know here they 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 wouldn't just outright try to confiscate guns. They would uh, they would do the buyback stuff. They would make they would they would try to drive um, companies out of business. They'd make them prohibitively expensive. Like they'd make it so you could sue a gun manufacturer. Yeah, and the Obama administration was buying ammo for for like ridiculous reasons and and uh, stockpiling it so that it drove up the cost of ammunition. So it was prohibitive for people that weren't rich to buy ammo the only thing about that though is again this is why i love capitalism is if they keep making it and keep buying it more more people are going to produce it because you produce what sells but i so we so we were like i said we were worried about what was going to happen with with gun rights second amendment with hillary coming in uh i don't think anybody was like shrill about it going you know up you know she's gonna win now what are we gonna do to stop her and we're gonna we're gonna get in the streets and stuff. Well, I according never... to Michael Moore and Rachel Maddow, that's how they were. Yeah, I think there were there definitely were the you know the people out there that were saying, "Nope, we got our guns. You come and get them." You know, prime for my cold dead hands. I just think there was there's ten people complained about Kavanaugh for every one person who would have been complaining about guns. I just that's my feeling, and uh, I I think as conservatives, people generally. No, I'm more quiet about it. The problem is because we know our position is based on principle, so we're not gonna we're not gonna be hyperbolic about it. We're not gonna be um, trying to gin up uh, emotions over it. Because well, we, take it from my cold dead hands is ginning up emotion. Uh, it's it's a phrase, but it's it uh, no. Uh, we 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 have facts on our side on this, and we have principle on our side. Um, the the left is not it, this this whole hype about abortion rights. And well, they don't call it abortion rights; they call it women's health issues. You know, people are going to die because of Kavanaugh got um, appointed. You know that, right? That's what they're saying. It's a, it's a, it's ridiculous the, the the point they're getting to. See, my whole thing. I mean, my stance on abortion is I, 
I can't see how any reasonable person fights the rape or incest thing. You know, I, I can see I, how a reasonable person can fight that, uh, but I can understand if somebody gets raped and is impregnated because of it. I I think it's, although I don't like it, it's hard to say they have to carry that baby. You know, right? But if you believe it's a life and you believe it has fundamental rights, I I get that. I'm not saying it's an easy position, but I can understand being a rational person and, and feeling that way. Yeah. So, I, and uh, you know, certainly if the mother's health is in is in well, jeopardy, that's, a, that's. But here's the thing: yeah. the amount of women Ben Carson brought this up. Uh, the amount of women who die during pregnancy nowadays is infinitesimally small. So the idea that a woman's going to get abortion for her health, it's because she. She doesn't want to have the kid, which I understand not wanting to have the kid, but then how about we not have unprotected sex? That, that, that's the problem right there. It's, it's, it's an inconvenience. And we talked about this last time with the hourly wage thing, and you are where you are because of the decisions you've made. And, you know, I'm not, say, I'm not saying uh, that, you know, someone's got three kids, you know, a solid family. They're kind of making it by, and they have an oops baby. Um I have a hard time with people who say, well, yeah, I'm just going to terminate the pregnancy because we can't afford it. Well, okay, but shouldn't you have done something about that? To... Yeah. I mean, it's it's not difficult to solve that issue. There are a myriad of ways. Well, I personally find abortion abhorrent uh, if, it's, if it's just for reasons of um, convenience. Um, I think it's, it's wrong. I think it's evil. I, uh, I admit I have tried not to think about it. Um, because what's it going to get you, thinking about it? Yeah. It gets you all tied up in knots. But you know the sort of turning point for me, the point where I said, and I'm not uh, I'm not a big anti-abortion person. Just for me personally, it's it's not right. I believe, you know, you you got to answer for your own decisions. And so if somebody else does, I, I personally don't want tax money going to help people have them. You know, I mean, Michelle Wolf was making her big thing. Oh. About, yeah, she's a disgusting human being. She has a show. She's the one that, she was the uh, quote unquote comedian that was at the White House cor- Correspondence Dinner just com- being a complete piece of shit. Not funny at all. Um, but basically saying, hey, just go get an abortion. They're 300 bucks. They're cheap. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Kind yeah. of stuff like that. It's supposed to be funny. It's patriotic. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's her latest. She's She's got, she was given a show on Netflix and she, uh, she had a little segment um, where it was a salute to abortions uh, for the 4th of July. So she dressed up in a patriotic outfit and had a little, um, you know, patriotic theme on her, on her set and had some, you know, band behind her. And she came out with her little, um, what's the little baton, you know, like a, like a, yep. like the leader of Drum a major. Yeah. And uh, started talking about how, uh, yay, abortion, abortion's great. Yay. And it wasn't funny. It wasn't, it wasn't, satirical it wasn't anything that even remotely was comedic who's the one ultra liberal nut job she has a show on uh rachel maddow no she no. has a show on hbo girls what's her name everybody oh else. yeah short-haired God. sort of doughy looking one yeah what the hell's her name her name was in the a lot for a while there yeah she said she goes uh yeah i feel she goes i feel bad that i haven't had one She's like she's honestly saying, "I wish I had reason to go." Have Lena Dunham. Yeah, yeah, she's a f- terrible human oh, being. She's horrible. Anyway, where it turned for me was was two things. Um, Adam Baldwin, the actor, mm-hmm. he said, "Look, if it's got a face, it's a human," and that's the part that 
I got to agree with. I mean, when we start getting into this 23, 24 viable outside the womb kind of thing, I'm not comfortable with late-term abortions at all. I can intellectually, I can distance myself from the early ones, um, even though it kind of turns my stomach, the idea of it. But but I can, I can distance myself there. But he had a good point that made me think differently. And then I read um, Cheryl Wilde's book. Uh, the one where she hikes the Pacific Coast Highway. Um, I have no idea. It, it was the Reese Witherspoon movie. Um, anyway, she talks about how sort of screwed up her life was and everything, and she was this drug addict and everything, and she she had a kid, or she she got pregnant, and she goes, she goes, so of course I had an abortion. I mean, it was just very cavalier. It was like, yeah, well, so I just went and did it. And I'm like, that's the part that, it's like that you're just so comfortable with it. Like, well, yeah, I mean, no big deal. It's what I did, you know? And oh, that, Michelle looks the same way. She's she's promoting it as if it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's it's not not just not a degenerate or evil, that it's uh, um, laudable to have an abortion. That's what sickens me. Yeah, that's the part that I'm not, I'm not comfortable yeah. with. Well, and then the, the conflating it with women's health issues. Yeah. Saying, um, saying, when when their main concern, the NARALs of the of the world and the the abortionists and the Planned Parenthoods of the world, our main concern is is to not limit access to abortions. That's what they are focused on, and to sit there and say this euphemism, a women's health issues. That well, if you if you put this judge in here, it's gonna it's gonna destroy women's health. Women's health is gonna suffer. No, women's health is not gonna suffer. Uh, even probably the access to abortions probably won't even suffer because of this. But let's not use these fucking euphemisms for what it is. And when you have to do that, you show your hand. You show that you don't think it's right or that you understand that a lot of people don't think it's right. Well, or moral, I should say. I mean, say. The, what's most likely going to happen, if it even comes to that, I don't think, I think with Kavanaugh on the court, nothing's going to change on abortion anymore. No. I, think, I think most people are looking at Roe v. Wade as a fight that got lost a long time ago and no serious person. I think it's most people on the right are just happy not to have any any tax money go towards funding that. Say right. I don't agree with it, so I don't want to fund it. I think they're. I think that's most people. Um, but well, isn't that isn't that sort of the difference we've talked about before versus liberal and conservative? If a liberal doesn't like something like guns, they don't think anyone should have them. Right. And if a conservative doesn't like something, they don't want to participate in it. Right. Th- that's my feeling. Um, and, you know, they say this whole thing about, well, now, you know, what about all the things that same-sex couples have achieved? Do the Does the left really think that the right in general has any appetite for having that fight? I mean, look, most of my friends, I'd say two-thirds of my friends are liberal. Of the friends I have that are conservative, maybe two who think it's a problem that gay people get married and... If you asked either one of them if that was the hill they wanted to die on, they'd say, oh, God, no. Right. We're so much concerned with so many more things. I mean, taxes and gun control and, you know, who's fucking who is none of my business, you know. Who's not fucking who is none of my business. (laughs) But, yeah, so just this shrill screaming about what a terrible person this guy is when probably nothing's going to change. I just I think it's well. Not only the shrill shrill screaming about him is one thing, but they're also saying that 
anybody who supports any aspect of what Trump does is is worthy of um, being called a bigot, a racist, a homophobe, uh, you know, punch a Nazi. Yeah. So yes, yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, that they, they they are they are saying that people are going to die because of uh, conservatives and because of Trump supporters. People are going to uh, there's going to be concentration camps. There's going to be um, uh, what is it? The Handmaiden's Tale. There's going to be forced pregnancy. Right. You know, but if like you that. say if you say to them, they say people are going to die. You say how? Yeah. And they it can't give you that answer. And they say, well, you know, people are going to they're, have they're going to ban abortions is what they say. And then it's going to go back to what it was before abortions were legal, where women were in back alleys and they were dying because they were getting these uh, hanger jobs. Done yeah, it's because the technology wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I'm. If the what's is it the is the morning after pill the, I think there's two different ones. There's the morning after and then there's the RU four eighty six. I think that's I thought, the. I thought they were both. I thought that was the same thing. I don't think they are. I think the RU four eighty six will. Is an actual termination pill. Yeah. The morning after. I just stop. Think, I think the morning after pill actually. Yeah, you're right. I think that one's supposed to stop the implantation right. of the egg onto the uterus. Well, right. Whereas, whereas I think RU forty six ends a pregnancy. Yeah. I just think if you if you eliminate legal abortion. Which again, I if it happened, great. I don't have any appetite for having that fight. It's just wrong for, you know, me in my life. Um, and people say, well, you're a man. You you don't get to choose. No, I I think when it's a kid with your DNA, you yeah. you have a right to choose. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the woman bears more of that burden, but it took two of you to get there. You know. Um, so anyway. Uh, the, uh, well, how about this? How about the, uh, everybody talks about, well, men never want to worry about birth control. So it's the woman's responsibility. How about the times a guy says, are you on the pill? And she says, yeah, not, I haven't taken it the last two days. I don't think, you know, the guy assumes they're having sex and they're protected because he asked, you know, and automatically the women's movement is saying, yeah, well, he didn't want to take responsibility. Maybe he did. Maybe he said, no, we can't do this. Or he said, well, I'll use a condom or something. But she said, no, it's okay. Um, right. She becomes the gatekeeper there. And, uh, you know, the guy doesn't get to choose at that point. It's just assumed that he didn't want anything to do with it and it's not his right. And, you know. I guess the argument comes down to this if you don't, if you think it's a moral thing to have abortions or there's morality doesn't come into play or it's, you know, whatever. Then why do you th- why do you think that if a woman is pregnant, um, let's say she's eight weeks pregnant, and her abusive boyfriend kicks the shit out of her, punches her in the stomach, trying to force an abort or, or force her to uh, miscarry? Yeah, Ray Carruth, the NFL player, how, his... how he will get and you, and you will demand he gets uh, put on trial not only for abusing her but for murdering her baby. Yeah, but on the other hand, if she decides to go out and have an abortion, that's a whole different issue. I, you can't you can't. You can't say that, and you, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, the part that's never made sense to me is I, I've i heard there's like 350,000 abortions every year, something like that. Um, I don't know if that number's right. That's just the number that sticks with me. Um, so I looked up how many late-term abortions are. In other words, if a fetus can survive outside of the womb at about 22 to 23 weeks, yes, with health problems, long-term health problems, but they, they can, um, then how many, I'll say babies, get aborted after that point? 
And as I recall, Colorado is like the only state that really does that, but it's something like 1200 a year. Hmm. Those are kids, mm-hmm. you know? So how do you say, oh, we got to take away guns because it's for the children, when how many children really ever get killed by AR-15s in a year? Well, have you ever Way heard... more of them get killed by legal abortions. Have you heard about Dr. Gosnell? No, I know Nick Searcy's got that movie coming out, but I don't... Uh, he, he was basically a serial killer. He was an abortionist. He had a clinic in some, you know, some um, uh, disadvantaged neighborhood or whatever, and he would perform abortions, but he was monstrous. He... he the stories are, are, are heartbreaking. What would happen? He, yeah, don't don't. I'm get not going to get into it, but it. but the thing is, it's it's something like that is completely suppressed. Nobody nobody will hear about that unless you're completely on the right and you're clued into that kind of stuff. But uh, you now that's the, the opposite side. It used to be that Democrats and, and were taught when they talk about abortion rights, they'd say, "Look, uh, they're gonna it's gonna happen regardless. We'd like to make them safe for people. It's not pleasant. It's not." something you know we it's not something to promote but it's something that we need to take care of and it's gone it's flipped now it's something they're actively promoting and they're and they're like this fucking piece of shit michelle wolf they're they're promoting it yeah and and it's not she's doing it she's trying to be funny about it but she's not and she's kind of it's not like she's being ironic she is promoting it and it's just, it shouldn't, it's something that, it's, it's, it goes beyond distasteful. It goes, it goes to monstrous, in my opinion. Yeah. I did see someone on a Facebook thread, a friend of mine had, um, who basically said, the irony of this was just delicious. Said, if you think you're going to get rid of abortion, people are still going to have them. And it was, I'm like going, well, the right says the same thing about gun control. <laughs> you know, they say the exact same thing. Yeah. And, uh. And uh, someone chimed in and said, if, if the right wants to take away abortions, then they should be forced, then we should have a law that takes every man's DNA in the country so they can match it up with these kids that they have to have and then make those, make those dads pay for those kids throughout their lives. I'm all for that except the, take everybody's DNA. How about we just... How about we take the DNA of the people she said she slept with? And if it matches up, yeah, we have that. It's called child support. Right. And well, if you shit, don't even pay a guy, it, you go to jail. Even a guy who's shacked up after the fact when she's got the, the um, baby daddy out of the picture and this guy shows up and he's with her for a certain period of time and he they end it and then all of a sudden he's paying child support. Yeah. And he has no choice. Yeah. For that child that's not his. Uh, but my point was, in this person's argument, as a person on the right, when they say, you know, how about we do that then? And I was up to the point where I say, take everybody's DNA. Because there's no need to incriminate everybody. And I don't mean incriminate like it's a crime. But if you're going to force someone to pay for it, you know, you have to have proof. I'm, I'm fine with all that. Let's let's take 35% of their paycheck for, you know, trying to bail out. On that. And that just floored them. Was that I said, okay, cool, good. You know? And I think... I'm saying, I'm making the argument that you need to be responsible for this kid you created. You don't get to just bail. Right. But it's, it's to me, it's... It's a subject that we could talk about quite quite a bit and for a long time, and but uh, we're not going to get anywhere with it. That's no, we problem. aren't. Um, let's, let's do the lighter mood here. All right, we're going to do a table topic, which we've been doing the last few... Let's do uh, a couple of them. Okay. Um, 
this. I, I don't even get oh, okay, I get it. What permanent times would you set for sunrise and sunset if you could? I you know what? I don't care, so I'm not even gonna answer that one. You get up when you get up, go to bed when you go to bed. Yeah, it's like, well, daylight savings. Do you like it or not? No, I think it's stupid. All right, on to the next one. What's the point of it even? What was your first job? My first job, dishwashing at a restaurant near near me when I grew when I was fifteen years old. I had to bike to work at first because I didn't have a license yet. I loved that job. Best job I ever had. <laughs> you know what it was? Because I was in high school and most of the cooks at the restaurant were college guys who treated you like your little their little brother. So they would pick on you. Um, but they wouldn't let anybody else in the restaurant, wait staff or bus people, pick on you. And they uh, snuck us beer after work and everything. And it sounds like a good job. For it was it was cool. And I made you know it's funny. Year old. I made like three fifty an hour at the time, and uh, it was uh, man, I loved that job. It was a dirty, sloppy job, but God, I was making money and still living at home, so you didn't have any expenses. Right. I don't remember, obviously this goes back to my very faulty memory, but I don't remember what my first job was. It was either assembling furniture for a furniture company, um, because people would buy the furniture and then they'd want it assembled um, Mm -hmm. before they brought it home. Like they'd have a van or a truck or whatever, and I'd assemble furniture, which was fine. And then uh, either that, or I think my first job might have been, I was a caddy for half a day for for a public golf course. Half a day. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't go very well. So, There's a story there. Yeah, yeah. Well, why did, why mean, didn't it go well? I went out for the first time, and they didn't train me. They just sent me out there. They go, well, if you don't know the clubs, just say I'm new and just hold the hold the bag out and let them choose the club. That's all they told me. So I go out with another kid that had been around for a while, and uh, he was kind of a prick, so he wasn't going to show me anything. Um, so the I do the thing. I hold the hold the golf bag out, and the guy grabs the club and he hits it and it's a, a shitty shot and it goes into the woods and I just kind of like stand there. He's like, yeah, go find it. I'm like, well, you lost in the woods. Just do another one. <laughs> go get my ball. And the guy was, a, you know, he could tell he was like, fuck this kid. I'm like, okay. So I kind of like meandered over to the woods and kind of like shuffled around, kicked my feet around, came out and said, I can't find it. He's like, yeah, I think I'll take the, 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 the bag. You can go. I'm like, all right, cool. I left and I go, are they all that big of a prick when I got back? And he goes, most of them are. And I go, see you, bye. Wait. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be, I uppercut some guy. <laughs> I could see you even as a 16-year-old kid being like, fuck this guy. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I could I could just tell. I, I And I had a problem with authority back then. And, and you know. I, back then? Yeah. And so anybody kind of telling me what to do and being a prick about it, it rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I didn't generally put up with that kind of very well. It's different now. How? Uh, it's, I, yeah, I can, I can have people, I can have a boss and not be a dick about it. Trying to picture that. <laughs> no, I'm just like in your head. You're probably like that fucking son of a bitch. Since that first one didn't count. We I didn't. do, I do have to say it was funny because it wasn't too long after I first met you that we were getting together with some friends and you said, you were telling me about a couple of fights you'd had at work because of the place you worked. Yeah. And, uh. Not with other employees, it was with, no, yeah, uh, with, and not even with customers. It was just people that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. yeah, vagrants and stuff. And you said, uh, you were telling us about one, and you showed up the next week, and we all got together, and you said, hey, do you want to see the video of it? And we're all like, a video of you? 
punching somebody and it was the security cameras but just the way you said it it was like yeah, I mean, we, recording me we knew you up. like six months and you, we were like is this guy like recording himself punching bums <laughs> yeah. all right one one more last one in your defense though the, you thought the guy was going to pull a knife or a gun or something on yeah you. they always had a coming and you, just, <laughs> and you just hit him uh if you had to downsize what would you get rid of about like, 25 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but what, no, like if you had to like move into a tiny home or like an RV. Oh God, I could, I could do this easy. I could, you know, my wife and I, we went to Ikea a few years ago and they have those things that are like the, here's the 800 square foot apartment and the 500 square foot apartment and the 300 square foot apartment. And she looked at me and goes, you could live in one of those, couldn't you? I'm like, oh hell yeah. I mean the, the. 350 square foot apartment literally had a bedroom like a little entryway a kitchen then i had a couch with a coffee table that was right across from a tv and i'm like yeah i could live there i guess the two things i could i should and could get rid of is my my clothing clothes yeah i've i'm like a clothes horse i have so many i mean it's shoes pants shirt i mean i it's ridiculous how much clothes i have um i just don't want to get rid of it. it's like uh you know, I might have to wear that sometime. And you know, I find some clothes I like and, uh, you know, I buy a bunch of them because I'm afraid they'll stop making them <laughs> and then uh, move on to another style or whatever. But also uh, I have boxes, like you know, six to eight boxes of comic books. We really got to work on your spending habits. I would, I would love to get rid of comics. Um, I had them at one point. Now like, people are listening. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I collect, I've, I collected them over the years and um, I know I have a, I have some high value comics. So why don't you go get rid of them? Um, it's a. I looked into it. It's a pain in the ass. It's a lot of work. So you you got to kind of go through. You have to basically document them. You have to go and, and then you have to find out how you know what kind of shape they're in to, to sell to get the right deal out of them. Um, I mean, you can just sell them all bulk and go. You get what you get, but you're not going to. I'm not going to get value or the money out of it that that they're worth. I was going to save them for for kids, but uh, that ain't happening. My kids. Um, but I've got um, some niece, uh, my niece and nephew. Yeah, sure, I could give them to them, but I don't know if they're going to be even into comics. Shit, so. dude, I'll sell them for you. Yeah, I, I would love to sell those. I have no reason to keep them at this point. I don't have, I don't have the collector mentality for those. I don't uh. have the nostalgia. I don't. They're just packed away, and I'm never going to take them out and go, oh, show them to somebody. Look at this one; it's great. Bring them with me. All right, I'll get them sold for you. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, guarantee I'll do it. All right. Uh, I mean, I get a piece, but oh, of course. <laughs> I just don't know. I love doing that stuff. There's some that I would like to keep, some series that I would like to keep just to have my, my niece and nephew read them. But then then what? You know, they're, they don't need them. Get yeah, them. I, clothes are definitely what I could downsize because, you know, I, I go through this with my wife and mom every time a birthday or something comes around or Christmas. They say, well, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. I don't want stuff. I'm good. Like, well, we got to get you something. I'm like, Why do you have to give me something? Take the money you were going to give me. Give it to someone who needs it. You know, my oldest son loves Feed My Starving Children. He loves going there and packing food and stuff. I'm like, send those guys a check. And they're like, well, that's no fun. And I'm like, right, but me accumulating all the shit that I have to get rid of later is no fun either. So clothes. But that clothes are the things that people get you when they don't know what to get you. Right. They say, oh, this looks like you. And you're like, yeah, like I need another fucking T-shirt. I got 300 yeah. of them I don't want anyway. Gift certificates to restaurants are probably the best thing i think yeah have you ever heard the ralphie may thing about the presents men women should get men something and shut the fuck up (laughs) 
Was that, was that the one? I'm not going to get into it here. Ralphie May on YouTube on what gifts women should get men. There's yeah. two of them. Yeah, yeah. And, but he said, stop buying us gifts. You suck at it. They're all terrible. He goes, there's only two things we want. Right. Yeah. First one was silence. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. Um, yeah, I would get rid of those. So Christmas decorations. <laughs> get rid of those too. Got five bins of Christmas decorations. Yeah. So, um, I, you told me the other day, uh, I hadn't seen the movie Dr. Strange. Right. And you said, no, you should see it. It's really good. And I thought, I have no interest in that character whatsoever. I watched it. That is a good movie. Yeah. It hit my top three for Marvel. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. The, the visuals alone. That kind of threw me off a little. I mean, there was a point where I was just like going, holy shit. What did they, I mean, all that multi, that chase through new york i'm oh, not where i'm not yeah. ruining anything it was basically like inception the movie inception where the 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 Didn't city was it. like folding in on people yeah um because it was a dream anything could happen well i mean magic anything could happen so it got it got that kind of a very weird um kaleidoscope kind of shit happening where you're like wow visually it's just it was stunning and the what they do for the different magic he uses had different different styles so that was kind of neat to see too like his, he made portals, teleportation, basically portals. If you've seen Avengers, you've seen it, obviously. Yeah. Um, or the second Avengers, I should say. Um, no, the third one. It's Infinity War. Infinity it? War, sorry. Yeah. Um, but he does this, like, kind of makes a circle, and it's kind of got this firework effect around the edges, like a, like a, um, a, a not a Roman, not yeah, a like bottle. a pinwheel kind like of thing. Like a pinwheel, and it, yep. it looks really cool. It's, it's just a good effect, well done. And when he does those little symbols around his hands, when he's making, um, um, you know, does these Eldritch symbols, the glowing symbols, and, yeah. um, you know, it's just really neat looking. Um, but the story was good, too. I thought it was, I thought the bad guy was cool. I liked the bad guy and how he looked. And um, Well, the acting was amazing. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch has always been a great actor. Well, the bad guy was a really good actor, too. He's a, a Swedish guy that's in a lot of... Yeah, he's good. Um who was the woman who played? Uh, oh yeah, the, his mentor or the what? Yeah, she's been uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, something like that. Tilda Swindon. Swindon. Yeah, something like that. I, I generally don't really care for her that much, um, but she was amazing. Well, there's a, some controversy saying that they kind of did the whitewashing of the character. She should have been an Asian character or whatever. But it's like, knock it off with that. Yeah, but they went back farther and said she's Celtic. Yeah, you know, so. I thought that was interesting. No, it was good. And um, his sidekick Wu or whatever the hell his name was, yeah, Wu was really I like cool. him. And uh, it was it was a good story. But who's the guy? Um, he was the bad guy in the Serenity movie. Oh, uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Chiwetel Ejiofor, I think is his name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know. His, pretty close. I don't know his background. Yeah, he's he was so good in Serenity. He's great in everything. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. He was in. Um, What's the Clive Owen movie? The where people can't have kids anymore. Um, something of man, child of man. Yeah. So yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's a great actor. So he was in that one. He was even uh, um, the Hispanic guy, Benjamin um, Brett. Yeah, Benjamin Brett. He was good. And, he was and in it, for it was sure interesting what they really did with this character. I, I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Um, that was a great example of a movie. I thought. And I, I have to give you credit for it because usually you're like, oh, this movie's great. And I'm like, that movie sucked. And this was not this usually was a great like movie. twice. No. Generally speaking, times. my recommendations are better than or, or, or right on the nose for everybody. Everybody listening. And you know 
who you are. I, whenever I recommend a movie for you, you've been like, yeah, goddamn, you were right. Name two. Um, the Mist. <laughs> God, I can punch you right now. I'll just fucking throw something at you. Yeah, no. The, the Mist is one of those he's saying was bad. Well, it, it was a Frank Durabot directed movie, and it had a really downer ending. And uh, I, I was watching it, and I was like, oh, shit. I don't think he's going to like the ending. The very ending of that movie, I'm not going to give it away, is something that I said about halfway through that movie I can't take in movies. Yeah. I can't. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it was bad. So, what movies have you oh, recommended I, that were I good? Could, I could come up with a few, I'm sure. Yeah, you can. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> kind of wonder where you got that. No, it was a good movie. I liked it. And what's the one you want me to watch uh, there's now? There's one on Netflix now that it hasn't gotten any real um, publicity, and it's called Radius. Um, no, it's like a short, it's like an hour and a half. It's a kind of a f- sci-fi drama thriller kind of thing, um, and it's really well done, really well acted. I couldn't name the actors in it, um, but it's well done, well directed. It's got a cool story that kind of draws you in almost immediately and makes sense. Um, and you get and there's like a twist in it that I was didn't see coming, so that's always nice when that happens. And it, it wasn't a dumb twist; it made sense. So. Was the twist that M Night Shyamalan's in it? <laughs> yeah, but it definitely if you if you haven't seen it, um, it's on Netflix. Uh, Radius. It, it once you, I mean you watch the first five minutes and you'll be drawn in. You'll you'll want to finish it. So I don't know. I'll give it a shot. But if yeah. you're wrong, I'm gonna. <laughs> well, we'll we'll all hear about it. Yeah, we'll hear about it. Um. Yeah, we got to see uh, Ant Man and the Wasp one of these days. Yeah, I really like to go see that. I, I think I'm not going to like that movie, but I, I liked the first one. What I've heard here lately in the reviews is that it's, um, it doesn't doesn't really do anything to um, rise above what the first one was. So it's it's funny, and it's got some great lines in it, and it's got some great comedic moments. But what you saw in the commercials is what you get. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I like that. You know, the throwing the all the stuff that happens at the end of Ant Man with the Thomas the Train stuff and everything. Yeah. If it's a whole movie full of that, it doesn't look that way though, to me. Yeah. I did see a meme the other day that said, you know, the guy, his buddy, his Hispanic buddy, who's telling all the stories and stuff. Yeah. It said, "I want," he said, "I want uh, X, uh, Avengers: Infinity Wars to be explained to me." By this guy. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I was like, yes. Oh, they should do that. They should do a little uh, sh- a short, like they did with uh, uh, Hemsworth being Thor. Um, when he was with his roommate, they did like a little video short of him and, and you know, yeah. hanging out with his roommate and like wondering why Tony won't, won't talk to him, like you know, won't call him back. And yeah. That was, per- now that kind of, it was like maybe 10 minutes, not even, like there was like a series of two or three of those that were pretty damn funny. They should do something like that with the Ant-Man with him. Yeah, Paul Rudd is funny. I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, and he's got his, his sense of humor is is different than what they normally what what what's considered Marvel universe humor. It's he's got kind of a different sensibility. Which yeah, is it's nice. a little quirky and dry. Yeah, so but it's good. So, oh well. All right. Well, with that, we're up against time. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, me Crow, it's Crow at breadandcircusespodcast dot com or Rooster at breadandcircusespodcast dot com. Don't forget to uh, tell your friends. That was me jamming like the us. mic. Yeah, yeah. Just do it some more. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to tell your friends, like us, and rate us. Thanks a lot. Pretty. See you. Bye.